0: Coming to you from a small corner in a dark and damp room in the basement of the multiverse,
1: it's the Marvelous Nerdcast. Sifting through the dust of the blip to examine everything about the
0: MCU, Marvel television, and almost anything else comics on film. Welcome back to another episode of the Marvelous Nerdcast. I'm Zach. I'm here with my wife, Emily. Hey! And welcome back to another episode. And this is... This is an episode. Because we are... Within 24 hours, fresh, mm-hmm. from from watching Eternals. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> man, that was a hell of a movie.
1: Sure was.
0: I mean... I didn't even realize, I didn't I I went in with no like with no expectations. I was just like this movie's going to either suck or it's going to be really cool.
1: I mean, I had expectations. I I went in
0: blind with no emotion.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think I uh, I favorite I think I favored from it. Yeah. Cuz I was like I don't know anything about these characters. And I don't want to hype myself up that it, if it's going to be super cool, I don't want it to be terrible and then go to work and be like, so yeah, guys, that was uh, <laughs> my bad for hyping that up.
1: Yeah. Well, but we'll get to that. So um, let's talk about how you guys need to follow us on all the social medias first. Social medias. Um, Send us an email. Let us know what your thoughts were on the movie. That would be really good to hear because there are so many mixed reviews on this one. I want to hear back from everybody.
0: And and we just love talking to other people.
1: Yeah, so um, MarvelousNerdCast at Um I mean, if you want to just DM us on any social media, that's fine as well. Yeah. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. And
0: we have... We have proof that we will talk back to you.
1: Yeah. For real. Um, so, what's your grade? Give it a grade. And tell me... Give it a grade and then tell me why. While I look this up.
0: Um, well, I've been going back and forth with a toss-up. Between an A or an A+. Plus, and I'm not sure... If I want to stick with it being an A plus,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. that that was my original thought, right? But I think I think I'm gonna give it just a solid A. Okay. Only so you
1: be- you decided to go with just the a
0: only because of what we talked about off pod, where we were talking about how. There was basically a plot line that was kind of focused on like the focal point and then all of a sudden the the twisty twist happens mm-hmm. and then that plot line kinda of just got kiboshed and then they kind of focused on the on the twist. Right. Which I kind of wish they
1: didn't do. Well, okay. Let's get to that. But first I want to talk about the very, very beginning.
0: Long ago, in what a galaxy you, far, far away.
1: What did you think about that? Having that in a Marvel movie. What did you think about that?
0: The the scroll, the text scroll. scroll. Yeah. I was. I instantly saw that and was like, "Well, this isn't going to be a normal Marvel movie."
1: Right, but I also know that a lot of people like my instant. Th- my thought. My very first thought was, okay. People don't want to go to a movie to read.
0: <laughs> but it wasn't a lot.
1: It wasn't, but that's just what people think these days. And you know I don't care about reading. I don't mind that.
0: You I mean, know? a lot of the times when they have it in movies, it's the easy way out of like getting rid of some details that you don't really have to focus on. Just read this bit, and then it's like a starter yeah it's an appetizer, if you will
1: yeah i so i'm I just pulled it up because I was like wanting to look at what it what it was, mm-hmm. like what the text crawl said. Would you like for me to read it? Sure, okay, in the beginning,
0: in the very beginning
1: <laughs> before the six singularities, I don't know what the singularities are.
0: I almost want to say they're talking about the stones. You think so? That's what I want to say. That's the only
1: thing that has like a number six associated with it. Yeah. Charlie. Come on. Um, before the six singularities and the dawn of creation came the celestials. And the celestials are...
0: Planet-sized beings.
1: Right. Now, I have to say I expected there to be more Celestials in this. Mm-hmm. We only got Erishim. but in the preview, the trailer, well, we
0: got we got an image of like five of them. Did we? Hmm? When it's talking about the seed, mm-hmm. like it went through that whole.
1: Oh, and we, well, place. we saw Tiamat because he was in the planet, mm-hmm. but um, okay, so. Before the six singularities and the dawn of creation came the celestials. Erisham, the prime celestial, created the first sun and brought light into the universe. Life began and thrived. All was in balance. Until an unnatural species of predator emerged from deep space to feed on intelligent life, they were known as deviants. The universe was plunged into chaos and we find out that those deviants are created by celestials.
0: Mhm. Which was like, why would you create that?
1: They were created to get rid of predators on these planets so that they could put intelligent life there.
0: But then themselves became <clears throat> predators.
1: But then the intelligent life became predators or became prey because the deviants were so strong. So it kind of like was going against itself. Like the whole premise of having them was defeated. Right. And then they were like, okay, well now we have to make eternals, but they can't evolve. So we made them so they can't evolve. So that this doesn't happen again. Essentially.
0: Now here's, here's where my, My plus for my A plus goes away because they have the deviant. They have this, like, prime deviant, I guess, who, mind you, these things haven't been there for 7,000 years. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then out of the blue, they start coming
1: back. They were frozen. So they brought in climate change. They were like, hey, that's the perfect...
0: (laughs) I mean, I get it. Introduction. But, you know, they kind of did that in Tomorrow War, but whatever.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, to restore the natural order, Arishem sent Eternals, immortal heroes from the planet Olympia, to eliminate the Deviants. Eternals had unyielding faith in Arishem until one mission, led by the Prime Eternal, Ajax, changed everything.
0: And I was kind of... uh disappointed that they took Ajack out like immediately immediately so like so, it was almost as if they made Selma Hayek the the lead eternal but mm-hmm. like it was almost as if they had her in that role just to add another big name to the movie yeah cuz it was like anybody could have done that
1: They essentially had her throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. She was just, I mean, yes, she was killed, but she was throughout all of the flashbacks, which was the entire movie. Right. So we come in and we see them uh, being introduced to humankind for the first time. That's like right after that. Mm -hmm. And you see them like wake up and all that. And they're going down to earth. I mean, the first fight scenes that you see were great. It was really cool. Like where they were introducing all of their powers. Oh my gosh.
0: It's where we see
1: Gilgamesh,
0: my my dude.
1: Oh my god, yeah, his power was really cool. He just fucking.
0: I was having a fucking home run derby. <laughs> out there with his little gauntlet, <laughs> just... you
1: keep calling it a gauntlet, but I feel like it's not a gauntlet. it's just like it's just like a super punch. That's what I feel like I mean
0: his powers were a shape of a gauntlet on his arm.
1: I feel like there was just like power surrounding him his arm. That's what I felt like, like Kingo had this, and it was like power coming from his fingertips. Mm-hmm. His was, like, power surrounding his, his arm so that he could, like, protect himself, first of all, because he would protect himself with it. And it wasn't just, like, on his arm at that point. It was, like, wherever he focused it, it was, like, power going to what area he needed. And that power, just when he puts it in his hand, is, like, a super punch.
0: Yeah. Maybe.
1: Like, mega strength was his power. Because he was, like, essentially getting hits all over. And I was like, oh, he must be invincible. But then he obviously wasn't invincible. Right. So. But, yeah. You're introduced to all the characters. A strange introduction. Because you get all of the characters. And then it goes back to... Cersei, and his name is Dane in this movie. I want to keep calling him Jon Snow.
0: Dane. Uh,
1: but Dane, and you're, like, expecting him to be the Black Knight at any minute. Like, you, we all know he's the Black Knight, and we keep expecting him to be the Black Knight, and he's just not the Black Knight yet. Yeah. And um, I feel like <clears throat> like not knowing that. Previously, like if I, I I would prefer to not already know that information,
0: right? <laughs> like, to where it's just like, oh, what are they building him to be? Yeah, like what is his instead purpose of in this? oh yeah, he's definitely the Dark Knight,
1: not the Dark Knight or the Black Knight,
0: Black Knight, whatever.
1: Isn't that what he? Is? Yeah. Um, because he's never called the Black Knight in this movie, at all.
0: It's just. Very heavily hinted, and then it's just
1: the crest, and then it's, and, and, then that, <laughs> and
0: then they give you the blues balls moment.
1: Yeah, um,
0: the bluest of balls.
1: So before I move on, because we're going to be discussing kind of like critics' voices versus audience voices, mm-hmm. Uh Rotten Tomatoes has this at a 48% from critics and 81% from audience. So overall, the audience says it's a different kind of Marvel movie, but Eternal still contains all of the action, humor, and heart that fans are looking for. I think it just means that it was put together differently. Like, a good example would be That when we got home after watching this, you put on um, Age of Ultron.
0: Mm hmm. As one does.
1: Just for background. Like, it wasn't, we weren't even really watching it. It was just on. Yeah. And the opening sequence for that was a comic book movie. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think about like... It was how intense. To, I was trying to think about how to put it. But yeah. There were like poses and like... Mm-hmm. There was the whole like them slow-mo of all of them in a, a line like attacking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is not... Like Eternals is not that. Like having watched that right after watching Eternals, it just made it that much more clear... That this was like done so differently. But my question is, do you like the way that it was done? Do you agree with the critics or do you agree with the audience?
0: I agree with the audience. Yeah. I will always agree with the audience.
1: You like how this was done.
0: I do. I think it needed to be done the way it was done because you can tell the vibe when someone's watching a Marvel movie. You can tell, like, the audiences are, like, looking for something different. Right. And lo and behold, lo and behold, we got something different. Yeah. And I think that's actually why it's doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily well as, like, a storyline, but it's doing well because of, like, the stylistic of it like the cinematography and Right.
1: And it was a beautiful movie.
0: Yeah. It was shot very well. Yeah. Um but I think in the long run people are going to hate on it because it's like
1: so different. So different. Yeah. But so.
0: here's I I even told you this when the early reviews came out that this is a build-up movie.
1: Exactly. This
0: isn't a movie... This isn't like endgame to where it's like we already know our characters and we know their past history. Right.
1: This is one of many.
0: This is one of many that are coming in this phase. Yeah. And I guarantee you...
1: Everything's going to make sense at the end.
0: Kevin Feige has a plan. Yeah. And it's going to work out just
1: fine. Right. Agreed. That's exactly what I was about to say. And so... Having said all of that, we're in London, right? Present day Mm -hmm. London. And we've got Cersei, we've got Sprite, we've got the Black Knight, randomly. And then we've got Icarus. Now, there's this weird love triangle, and I don't really think that that's necessary. I feel like the love triangle is weird.
0: You thought it was unnecessary? Yeah. But it kind of made sense. Because you have to remember... The timeline. Like, we started at the dawn of time, Mm -hmm. and now here we are 7,000 years later. Right. So, obviously, they don't age. They don't... They don't age, and they don't... uh, What am I trying to say? They, They still have, of course, feelings for each other because
1: they were made to be like humans
0: they were made to be like humans they, they've they been side by side for thousands of years mm-hmm. so of course they developed feelings for each other and then I guess it just didn't work out and then I feel like because of them being Eternals and like linked to each yeah. other I think of course there's always going to be that connection
1: but I just don't understand why it had to be, like, a, a thruple, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, the fact that it was, like, she she had just decided to move on. Like, explaining all of that was unnecessary, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: I, I see what you're saying. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um.
1: So, <clears throat> then they all decide okay well the deviants are back so we've got to go get Ajax. and they go get Ajax, and she's dead
0: bum, bum, bum.
1: so they go get kingo which I have to say MVP of the movie is kingo's valet i
0: have I have thoughts on this but we'll we'll circle back to that you
1: can give me their thoughts now it's fine uh
0: so obviously they built him up to be the comic relief mm-hmm now Marvel of course is very much perfected the comedy that goes into their movies like timing and like beats and like what it actually is that they're trying to make funny
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I felt like the comedy using him was just very oddly timed he's got his, his homeboy with him Filming him on a a video camera Mm -hmm. But they're like Taking a serious moment And like you're like sucked into this serious moment And then he turns around Like to this camera Talking to it like alright guys So this is what's going on This is what we're doing It's like I don't know if it was like a forced comedy
1: I mean, you really enjoyed the stuff that was, like, behind the scenes on set. I I did,
0: but it just didn't make sense. Like, it didn't make sense to what they were trying to tell. And
1: then at the end, when he kills that, in that battle, he kills that, um...
0: That was, like, to me, out of the comedy that they did with him, that was the only joke that stuck.
1: And he was like, did you get that? And he was like, yes.
0: Of course, sir.
1: That was hilarious.
0: (laughs) To me... That's the only joke. Joke. Jug. That's the only joke that stuck. Really. In my opinion, yeah. Because a lot of it just seemed I mean, forced.
1: I I don't know. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that way. Um, I I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed Kamal Nanjani.
0: <clears throat> and then we also had the conversation of. The whole point of him getting jacked. I was for just this about to say that. Yeah. Makes absolutely no it sense. It was
1: essentially unnecessary for him to be super jacked. Yeah. Because we were all so excited about like what he was gonna do and like yeah. why why he was getting like that, you know? <clears throat> None of the other ones were super jacked besides um oh, what's his name? Richard Madden, the guy that played Icarus. Yeah. He's jacked all the time though. So like Hummel just essentially got super jacked for this role for no reason
0: I have a I have a character that I'm looking at that uh I was not aware of
1: who oh Bill Skarsgard mm-hmm wait what
0: the character crow I don't recall that character fucking Pennywise coming out
1: um crow is that deviant
0: Get out of here. He was the deviant, the the humanoid deviant. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. I was wondering whose voice that was. That's <clears> fun. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So, it also doesn't like this brings up a very good point, I feel. Like there was no Oh shit, we didn't do a spoiler alert at the beginning of this.
0: Hey guys, this is a this is a spoiler <laughs> alert episode.
1: I guess we'll <laughs> put it in the title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Uh, that's funny.
1: My bad. By
0: the way, we're talking about this movie. <laughs> it's called Eternals, and um, we're gonna be spoiling everything.
1: So I feel like this gives you. This is like another very good point here. Um, the fact that this guy has a name, Crow, like mm-hmm. that this deviant has a name, and we didn't really recognize that after one watch through, right? Now, I have to ask you, does that m- say something about the movie or something about the place that we watched the movie at? Because there's a lot happening. Right. We have to have a disclosure here. We go to a movie theater that serves food, and there were other people in the It's theater. a
0: dinner and movie type place.
1: There were other people in there. So, people were being served things. There were people walking around, which... I always thought it would be way too distracting but it's not too bad. Yeah. but I'm wondering now if I'm missing things because we went there. You know what I mean. So do you think it's a, a movie issue like a like a writing issue that we didn't recognize that that was his name? or I think- honestly
0: I, I honestly think it's one of those situations to where they shot more than they showed.
1: Mm. So
0: I feel like a lot of this stuff got cut out. Yeah. Because it was probably going to be a long-ass fucking movie.
1: Yeah. Um, Yes.
0: Which, I would have been okay if this was a four-hour movie.
1: Yeah, part one and two would have been nice.
0: I would have been A-okay if this was a four-hour movie. Like, if you made this like a Snyder Cut-length type movie. Yeah. I would have been okay with that.
1: Yeah, agreed. And I
0: feel like it would have been a way better turnout if it was.
1: Yeah. So... Now, I don't know anything about this director.
0: That's what I was watching before we started. I don't... I, I'm i not...
1: She directed Nomadland, which is <clears throat> about an older lady finding her way. Like, she goes on this journey to find herself or whatever. And right? it's won all kinds of awards. But I'm wondering if, like, the fact that... that that her type of movie is just more like focused on the scenery and um like slowly pulling things out of people like real life instead of like pushing it on you i'm wondering if that wasn't like detrimental to the story because she needed something like the snyder cut where it was like Beautiful and also like lengthwise, you know, she, if she had had something like the slider Cut, she would have been able to do more and like, what do you think?
0: I mean, I'm kind of, I'm looking at her IMDb. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of confused. Wait, what? No. No, I don't believe that. Uh, Bridal party? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's... It seems like she's an inexperienced director. Yeah. But I wouldn't say inexperienced because the projects that she's known for are good projects. But director credits... She's sitting at eight. Mm. And
1: just because you make a very good movie and win an award doesn't mean that you're cut out for right making something like this.
0: Like there's one, there's a a short called Post, a short called The Atlas Mountains, a short called Helen's First Date in Two Years. And a short called "Daughters' Simple Pleasures," and then she gets into the writer, No Man Land, No Mad Land, sorry, and Eternals. Hmm. So that's kind <coughs> of like,
1: huh? <laughs> Handing over a movie like this, like so are are we going to continue to say in Feige we trust? <laughs> like, I feel like he wouldn't have let it be, he wouldn't have let it continue if he didn't think that it was done appropriately. Right. In that, it, in that he wouldn't have let it be put out into theaters if he didn't think that the part of the story that needed to be told was being told.
0: You know what's upsetting about this? Hmm. Her credits date back to 2008 when I graduated high school. Okay. It means I could have just directed shit and then I could have been the director of Eternals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure she went to college and graduated college by that point because she actually was like a... She went to a film school. So, do you think that Feige like, has a plan?
0: I definitely think he has a plan. And do you think that this... I mean, he's brought it up multiple times ever since the Phase 4 promo has been
1: out. Yeah. So you think that this is all part of his plan and that we just need to trust Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so moving on. Feige
0: is one to see if something doesn't work, the following project fixes what didn't work. Right. So,
1: I mean... There's going to be. He something. pays attention to the community. Right. Okay. Um, unwavering trust in Kevin Feige. Got it. So, moving on. So, we pick up Kingo and his valet. Mm-hmm. And then we go to get Thena and we get Gilgamesh there together. And we start getting these flashbacks that are explaining. Where everybody was, why everybody split up, and I have something to say about this. Okay. In these flashbacks, they are in Babylon. They are at Teotihuacan. They are at. Uh, they are in Greece. Uh-huh. Athena <clears throat> is the goddess of war. Greek goddess of war or is Mm -hmm. it Roman um all of these things are historical references that I understand Mm -hmm. because I am a historian
0: and an archaeologist
1: and I'm an archaeologist uh a lot of people basic normal people not all of them are going to understand those things right or think it's cool that it's tied in. Like you don't necessarily have to know about it to like understand the plot of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. You don't have to know about those things to understand the plot, but it's good to know. Like when they were at Teotihuacan, they were showing that's in Mexico. They were showing that the Spaniards were taking over and like They were at Babylon, which is a missing city, and then when they're there in present day, there's archaeologists there, and Druig makes them leave, and then they bring up the fucking ship out from underneath it, and it just totally destroys the entire archaeological site, (laughs) and, like, nobody else would think that's cool but me, like, and other people. I thought it was cool. But, it, like, from an archaeologist standpoint, like, they're, like, taking their time... They're
0: probably stressed out of their minds watching that.
1: <laughs> they're, like, tediously scraping out that sigil. I don't know if you noticed that. I saw it. And then, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. she just stops and puts it down because Druid had taken over her mind, they get in their car and drive away, and then all of that hard work was gone. But they just had this tiny little square dug out, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the entire thing goes away. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... I feel like I feel like I uh, enjoy it more because of those things. is what I'm getting at.
0: Just because of the history
1: callbacks. Like the references to h- actual historical events. Yeah. That makes me enjoy I it. actually
0: thoroughly enjoyed that part cuz it like showed how Eternals were putting their hands in right. the way humanity evolved, which I thought was cool.
1: Yeah. And I think that you know explaining that they were there this whole time but that they couldn't interfere because of their prime directive or whatever um like that explains so much more about like the MCU as a whole um, Didn't
0: wasn't there a call to the Avengers in this but like they decided not to invite them
1: no. Uh, Dane at the very beginning, Dane says, um, <clears throat> "So when Thanos was attacking, that mm-hmm. why did you not come?" And that's when Cersei tells him, "We couldn't come because uh, our <clears throat> our job, our duty here, is to protect people from deviants, and they're not here anymore. So we've just been waiting." Um, And so like That was I mean she was just essentially saying We can't do anything Right That was the only callback And other than the, Oh there was one more I don't remember Oh I'm
0: getting mine I'm getting my marvels crossed What do you mean? Because it was a scene in the Guardians game Oh Where it was like Hey can't we call those Avenger guys? Oh, you mean those guys in the PJs? Nah, we don't need them.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> That's what I was thinking of.
1: <clears throat> so, <coughs> man, we're all over the place today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Um, we're
0: not very planned on this because uh we, of course, just wanted to talk about Eternals. We didn't really plan this episode out.
1: Yeah.
0: So here you get. You get what you get.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... So, we have everybody together, right? They've went and they've got... uh, They're back at Teotihuacan, Mm -hmm. which is present-day Mexico area. Um, And Druig doesn't want to be a part of anything. They figured out that Ajak is dead, and they've gotten... Athena has had her um, Modwari... Isn't that what they called it? But essentially, she's having memories come back from a previous time that they were on another planet that was uh, involved in an emergence. Right. And what
0: is an emergence?
1: An emergence is when (laughs) (laughs) uh, a mommy uh, celestial and a daddy celestial create a baby celestial (laughs) and put it inside of a planet with intelligent life and it grows and then it decides it's ready to come out and so uh it
0: destroys the planet in doing so
1: (laughs) yeah about that (laughs) um I have to say that I really enjoyed the uh what is his name Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos yes I really enjoyed him
0: Fastos was cool I liked his character um, the fact that they made him like a gay character, mm-hmm. I thought made his character even better.
1: Yeah, it did. And know, he had a few. I family. don't know what
0: it is that made it better, but it, like, I don't know. His, like, sense of, like, sarcasm yeah. was way better.
1: Yeah. And and he had something to fight for because he has his family. Right. And Which so-
0: I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because clearly the son must have been, like, adopted or something. Right. Because, like, I was thinking, like, what would happen if an Eternal had a child? Would that person be, like, half human, half eternal?
1: I mean, I don't think so. Okay, so I feel like here is a good point to discuss the whole situation. Okay, so when Ajax dies she chooses Cersei to be, to take her position, and Cersei learns that they, the Eternals were created to protect intelligent life so that the uh, Tiamat, which is the celestial growing inside the Earth, um, can feed off of the intelligent life, like Mm -hmm. the energy produced by intelligent life. Humans. Um, and, She's like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like it's because she is, she has something to live for. She loves Dane, and he's human. And um, then Fastos, um, obviously, also has his little family. And I feel like... Okay, so they talk about she goes and she sees... Um, erishem and he says this is happening and there's nothing that you can do like essentially this is what's gonna happen it has to happen for new galaxies to be created and for more life to exist mm-hmm. it's the only thing that can happen he was like i created deviance to get rid of predators that are on these worlds And then they evolved, so I had to create you guys to not evolve and also to get rid of the deviants so that this life can exist, so that we can feed off of it, so that we can continue the cycle. Right. So the Eternals are essentially AI, right? right? They're
0: like like, like sentient beings, like like cyborgs like
1: they're eventually they're essentially vision yeah only created by a celestial in the something forge star forge
0: planet the uh, the world forge
1: the world forge mm-hmm. is that not where stormbreaker was made mhm no
0: i don't know cuz that's what i thought at first yeah but i think the world forge is um like where they were forging planets.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, so essentially everybody's having a crisis, an identity crisis, because they're like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what this means for me <laughs> personally. Sprite's very upset about it. She's like, okay, so this is why I can never grow up.
0: Is it weird that I hated her character?
1: Um, I don't think so. No, I don't I, think so.
0: She was just always so snobby.
1: Well, I mean, imagine being that age forever. I know,
0: I get that. but
1: And she's created as if she is a human. So, yeah. i would be pissed too. I,
0: yeah. <laughs> I guess, I don't know.
1: Um, so, Cersei and everybody, they're trying to figure out what they can do to save the world and also allow Tiamat to live. Like, some a way to get him out without destroying the Earth. Right. <clears throat> Long story short, they essentially can't do that and he starts to come out sooner than they expected. Icarus is fighting everybody because, dun-dun-dun, he's actually a bad guy. He knew this whole time Ajax had told them when they separated at Teotihuacan that that this was going to happen and
0: And this is when the movie actually started getting good.
1: <clears throat>
0: because this is when everybody starts gearing up and like basically goes full gusto on their, their abilities and Yeah. And like shit starts hitting the fan. And then this is where Fastos, the engineering abilities that he has, goes cart raising.
1: Yeah, so it, he can essentially bring metal pieces out of nowhere and, in one motion, like as he's bringing them to his arm and cocking it backwards. He pushes it forward, and he has a pulser rifle or pulser gun or whatever on his hand. Mm. So it's like in one motion. It's like, boom. And then, then,
0: like, takes a chunk out of it and throws it, and it turns into, like, a blade or a bomb. Yeah,
1: whatever he wants. It's fucking crazy. Like, he's essentially making things on the fly. And then he creates something just all of a sudden, out of nothing, he creates something to hold Icarus down. So that Cersei can go and...
0: And whatever it was, was holding him down.
1: Yeah. Oh, and... um, What is her name?
0: It was like... It had to be like the strongest tether. Because that shit was holding... Like he wasn't moving.
1: Yeah. And he's obviously super strong. Yeah. And during that whole fight scene, you thought one of the coolest parts was whenever Makari.
0: The speedster? Speedster. Yes. And she
1: was beating the ever-living shit out of Ever him.
0: Ever-living shit out of him. Like, straight up, <laughs> just knocking the fuck out of him. And like,
1: beating him into the rocks. <laughs> she
0: probably hit him 2,000 times. Yeah. And it was just so... It was so pleasing to the eye to watch. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was just fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. Um... I thought that was super cool, but whenever, they're like way out here on the beach, right? And then they're like, oh, she, <laughs> what is her name? I can never remember her name. Cersei. She's like, she's like, I've got to go do this because uh, Icarus had pounded, what's his face, into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Druig. they Because they, Druig was going to put him to sleep using the whole creation the unimind that they had yeah came up with to like combine their powers um but essentially icarus, which I, I
0: have another comment about that but continue
1: icarus put the kibosh on that real fast and drilled him into the ground <clears throat> but cersei's like standing on the beach and the volcano that he's coming at out of is like five miles away and she's like i've got to do this myself and she starts running like normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you should have had Makari take you over there. Like, yeah, you're just like at a slight jog. <laughs> what
0: are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: So the whole Unamind idea mm-hmm. was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I thought it was dope. But then as we, as it unfolded. Only one thing came to mind. Hmm. Why do our heroes have to wear bracelets to succeed?
1: (laughs) Well, so it turns out that they don't. They, They didn't realize it because they didn't remember previous lives that they had lived. But once they were all touching the Celestial... They They were all connected. They were all connected. And they were going to survive no matter what happened.
0: Right. But here's what I'm saying. They had to put these bracelets on. Because
1: Icarus didn't have a bracelet and he connected as well.
0: But what I'm saying is is they came up with this whole idea of wearing bracelets. Mm -hmm. And then the Avengers in Endgame had to wear bracelets. Oh. To go through the quantum realm.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, they have to have some kind of tool.
0: But I just thought it was funny that they they fell back on bracelets. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, So she eventually (laughs) trots on over there Mm -hmm. and Tiamat is starting to come out of the earth. Which his was fucking,
0: such a cool sequence. His
1: fucking fingertip comes out. You thought up. it was his head. I was like, is that his head? And you're like, that's his finger. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking huge. That is his hand. And then his head was sticking out. Mm-hmm. But it was like mega far away from. It was from... like
0: thousands of miles <clears throat> away.
1: Yeah. And mm. that, made me, that made me think about, you know how I am about. I'm a stickler for, like, the physics of it. If the physics take me out of it, I'm like, nah. Did this in Godzilla, remember? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, they can't fucking stand on that boat. (laughs) That boat. They are infinitely bigger when they're in Tokyo. Like, the size doesn't make sense. One of them can't Mm -hmm. be standing on the bottom of the ocean. The ocean is real fucking long. I mean, really fucking deep. Um, it kind of took me out of it when I was like, okay, that's his fingertip coming up out of the ocean and nowhere is a celestial head I was like, there's no fucking way an entire celestial fits inside of the earth no way
0: I <laughs> think it was like an instantaneous thing what do you mean? like I think it's, that seed, I think was the seed until it had its max energy. And then once it had its max energy, I think it then, like, is molded by energy to become the celestial being. So it is... I don't think it's, like, growing inside. I think it's that. And then once it gets the energy, it just expands. All at all at once, okay,
1: but if it span if it expanded all at once, then his entire body mm-hmm. would would still be in the earth right now,
0: correct that is a correct statement. He is frozen in the center of the earth right
1: now, but there's molten lava in there, so all of his body that's inside the core of the earth is not marble anymore, so there's like a giant part of him that's like molten. And right. the rest of him is, like, going through the earth. So, like, are his feet sticking out of the other side of the earth?
0: Maybe. You
1: know what I'm saying? They
0: didn't show that part, but maybe.
1: So, this also leads to more questions, right? So, his hand is there with his head, you know, however far away from that. Are they going to discuss this in Avengers? They
0: have to. There's If they avoid that, I'm <clears throat> so upset.
1: Or, like, in the next, I don't know, next season of Loki, are they going to be like, so, a celestial was supposed to be born, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, and this is going to create a ripple effect. Like, yeah, is Kane going to be like, well, that fucks up the timeline. Is this, <laughs> does this mean that our timeline, that the sacred timeline... Was this supposed to happen in that sacred timeline? In that loop that we were in? Did this happen before in the loop? Or when Loki fucked everything up? Did this is this a new version of the timeline? Is this a variant? Is this whole oh thing God. you're going like, down the wormhole. <laughs> 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 so many questions. <laughs>
0: Somebody stop her.
1: I can't stop. <laughs> um so um, <laughs> yeah, now I really can't stop. My brain is, like, racing. So, <clears throat> everybody wins, right? Everybody goes back to where they're going. Thena, Druig, and there's another one. <clears throat> they get on the, the Domo, and they fly off into space to find other... Eternals Mm -hmm. Um, we've got Sprite who's turned into a human so she can grow up Mm -hmm. have children and then um, oh gosh Kingo goes back to where he was at I'm assuming and uh, Icarus flies off into the sun because Icarus is
0: did that kill him do you think
1: I think so Um, because Sprite had said that he would, Icarus flew too close to the sun. It was like, that's that, um, that story, that story. I can't remember what culture it's from, but yeah.
0: I want to say it's, uh, Egyptian.
1: Icarus. Oh, you might be right. Or Greek. I think it might be Greek.
0: Because he builds feathers to fly and he flies too close to the sun Mm -hmm. and it melts.
1: So he just flew straight into the sun. And for some reason, I feel like it probably didn't do anything to him. But, again, he's like... That's an, what
0: I'm thinking, is he, he kind of just flew to the center of the sun and kind of just...
1: He's chilling there. He's just
0: chilling there, decompressing.
1: <laughs> um, like a sauna.
0: Like a sauna. <laughs>
1: um, and then um, Cersei is back with Jon Snow. Dane. Dane. He says, I love you, Cersei. And before, I thought...
0: before we dive into this, are you going to go into the end credit scene? Yes. Yeah, before we dive into that.
1: Well, I was going to say that one part about her getting taken away.
0: Ah. <clears throat> yes.
1: What? Oh, he says, I love you, Cersei. And I looked at you and I said, I never thought I would hear Jon Snow say that to Cersei. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um... And then essentially he's like trying to tell her about his pat his family's history, and then she gets taken away by Erishim who is going to read their memories to see if humans are worth saving. Mm. And then he'll be back for judgment. Right. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun.
0: Which I kinda hope we see him come back and try to destroy the planet. Yeah. Because I think that'd be dope. <laughs>
1: Um but yeah and that's essentially where it ends.
0: Yeah. Until. Until we go back to the ship.
1: Yeah. What were you going to say? Is this what you were going to talk about? Yeah. Okay.
0: Until we go back to the ship. And they're
1: trying to find other Eternals.
0: They're yeah. They're trying to find other Eternals and then all of a sudden a portal opens up. But mm-hmm. it looked like
1: a rainbow bridge.
0: It looked like the Bifrost, almost, yeah. but like a version of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Almost. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and a drunk troll-looking dude comes out.
1: Patton Oswald too. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Patton Oswald's voice.
0: <clears throat> I, can't, I can't remember the dude's character's name. Pip. Maybe.
1: If he's coming off, if they were coming off the Bifrost, the Bifrost doesn't exist in our world anymore.
0: Right. So, so. I'm very confused.
1: Maybe he comes from a different timeline.
0: But anyways. Then another portal opens up behind Pip. And lo and behold, it's Harry Styles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which we all kind of knew about.
0: As Star Fox.
1: Which I love that name.
0: Who happens to AKA be. A.K.A. Eros. Who is Thanos' brother.
1: hmm And I had lots of questions about this.
0: Because <laughs> nothing makes sense in the Marvel world.
1: Eros is an Eternal. He said he was the brother of Thanos. Thanos was... They were both princes of Titan. Their father is a celestial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now ego a celestial Mm
0: -hmm.
1: his but a different kind of celestial Mm -hmm. his son is Peter Quill Quill is not an AI no he's a a human Uh, now if they are actually eternals then they are AIs Quill is not an eternal right So, is Thanos, was Thanos, an AI?
0: So you're going to go down the wormhole again.
1: (laughs) I mean, and also, if they're both from Titan, because, like, I heard Harry Styles was going to be in it, and that he was going to be Star Fox, a.k.a. aka Thanos' brother, and I thought, okay, is he... Is he giant and purple? <clears throat> like, how does that work? Like, before I saw the movie. And I saw the movie, and he's normal. And I was like, wait a second.
0: Maybe he can change form? I don't know. Have you looked up Star Fox?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I looked up after we got done watching it. And uh, it from what I saw, it said... The first thing that comes up says, Eternal's first post-credits scene explained. What's a Star Fox? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Star Fox. What's
0: a singular Star Fox?
1: Who in the world is Eros? Introduced in the 1973 comic, The Invincible Iron Man, number 55.
0: Of course, go Iron Man, shout out.
1: <laughs> um, he's from Titan. Um, he's really Thanos' brother, like, blood-related, born to the Eternals Suison and Alars, the son of Kronos, one of the first Eternals on Earth, giving Eros a prestigious lineage. Eternals typically can't have children, but the Titans spent a long time tinkering with genetic engineering to make it possible they all seemed well and good until Thanos was born with what they called deviant syndrome, uh, which gave him a hulking body and a predisposition for violence. While Star Fox grew up as a conven as the convenient, conventionally attractive philandering prince, Thanos got bullied a ton, grew obsessed with creating dangerous weaponry and once banished, returned to raise Titan. Um, in the comics, Eros was first introduced being purple, but later it was retconned, so that only Thanos was purple, to highlight his deviant mutation. I mean, okay. So, Thanos had a deviant gene, which means that, that makes he... makes way
0: more sense on why he was purple.
1: ...and gigantic and weird-looking. So, Yeah. We have a new character coming into the fold here.
0: So yeah, that that post-credits scene hit, and we all knew that there was a second one because they were talking about
1: it. Yeah. All these dummies walking out of the theater like they were done with the movie, these noobs.
0: And while the credits are rolling, I th- we're talking about how the movie was, and Emily chose to say... What did you think about it? And I said, you know, all they needed was to show the Black Knight. That's all they needed. And then a few minutes go by, and all of a sudden, the second post-credit scene starts. And it's Dane in some sort of office, like, I don't know, sacred office.
1: He looked like he, I mean, he was. he's a professor, so he was...
0: Maybe in his work study. Yeah. Uh, But he had a chest on his desk.
1: With his family crest on it. With his family
0: crest on it. And he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I need to check this out. I need to see what's going going on in here. Whatever. He opens it.
1: Which took forever.
0: And then all of a sudden you hear all these dark whispers.
1: And there's a there's like words carved into the top that said um, it was like in a different language. I think it was like Greek or something.
0: And he read it out <clears> loud.
1: <throat> right? Mm-hmm.
0: He read it out loud.
1: Until death is some, or something like that is what it said.
0: And once the voice has calmed down, he's getting close to it. Getting, he's
1: like within a fraction of a he's millimeter. He's about to
0: reach out to it. And then the metal on the sword starts reaching out to him. Yeah, like almost as if it was like, a, like a venom type
1: drawn to him because it's a curse for yeah. his family that is attracted to his family, and it killed his uncle, and yeah. so it was passed to him. And then all of a sudden, are you sure you want to do that, Mister uh, Whitman, or whatever his name is? We
0: hear this mysterious voice saying, "Are you sure you want to do that, Mister Whitman?"
1: And I was like. That was Nick Fury and Zach was like, Mm-mm, no, they are fucking with us. That was the watcher.
0: <laughs> it sounded like the watcher. I was
1: like, that was not Jeffrey Wright and like we were arguing about it <clears throat> from the time we left the theater till mm-hmm. the time we got in the car like <laughs> we were talking we were discussing it very very fervently. Mm-hmm. I got in the car, I googled it. It was effing Blade. (laughs) Like. Chloe Zhao confirmed that was Blade. That was, um, oh, what is his name? Mahershala Ali.
0: Mahershala Ali,
1: yeah. Blade. I was like, what? I was
0: like, there's no fucking way that they're already bringing Blade into this.
1: Um, so...
0: So Which makes sense. Because maybe we'll see is, the Black Knight in Blade.
1: Ooh, yeah. Oh, God. But, but it makes sense uh, that they have how that. How good would that be? It makes sense that they have that because um mm-hmm. Blade is a vampire. And this is a curse on him. And, like, it just kind of all goes to the darker side of things, which is very exciting to get into.
0: Yeah.
1: That along with the trailer for um, um Morbius.
0: Which I still need to watch. Which I you still need to it. watch. I'm, I'm a terrible person. <laughs>
1: um which has all kinds of MCU tie ins. I mean, I am all nipply. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like the post-credit scene both of them were almost they almost gave us more information than the entire movie for anything moving forward. Oh my god. Like you can easily tie Eternals like the movie Eternals. You can tie that into other things moving forward no problem. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But the two in credit scenes, those things are like pushing everything forward very I'm quickly. Excited,
0: I'm excited to see what Ravy and Cameron think
1: of it. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm
0: excited about. Yeah. Wanna know Raved. Wanna know. <laughs> Hit me up.
1: Um, but yeah.
0: But that's that's Eternals.
1: I think that it was good. Oh, I didn't give my grade.
0: What's your grade, babe?
1: Uh, after marinating on it, I'm gonna say a minus.
0: An a minus, huh? Yeah. Okay.
1: After marinating, that's what I think. That's fair. Do You have an MVP of the movie.
0: My MVP? I know who yours is. Who? The the video recording guy.
1: Oh, his valet, yeah. he was funny.
0: <laughs> but uh, I think my MVP is uh... hmm
1: Actually, I really I would have
0: to say Gilgamesh. yeah, I have to. I say
1: that I say he's the MVP of the movie because he was funny. he gave that comic relief, but honestly. I freaking love Kit Harrington, and he did. It was so good to see him. Yeah. In something outside of Game of Thrones, he's gonna be very good for this role. And also seeing Richard Madden as a bad guy was Chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was like in Game of Thrones. He was like a goody two shoes, always trying to do the best for his family and in this he was fucking bad also also trying to just uphold what he was supposed to do but not it was, he couldn't rip himself away from that like everybody else could to do what was right what what role did
0: he play in game of thrones
1: Richard Madden
0: Robb Stark
1: yeah hmm. Robb Stark is the oldest brother
0: Right.
1: So, but I I really enjoyed seeing both of them, but I'm glad that Kit Harington will be back and Richard probably won't be. I'm very happy about that. You never know. <clears throat> so, I hope you guys enjoyed us discussing this. Please let us know your thoughts on the movie. If you have overall thoughts that differ from ours, we want to hear them. Please make sure you send us a DM or email.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry that this episode was a little unplanned. Uh, we just wanted to make sure we got it out into the ether just because of how big of a move this movie is. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be posting uh, another episode on Wednesday, talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy game and my overall thoughts and review. Which, uh, low key, I am loving the shit out of this game. Yep. Absolutely, tootly. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Well, do you have any closing thoughts here?
1: Um. No. Damn it. I love you Cersei <laughs> uh,
0: I mean I mean all we gotta say is Gilgamesh bitch slapped a, a fucking deviant
1: Yeah I feel like we need to go back to that for a second no. We didn't put enough emphasis on that <laughs> <laughs> He was fighting it in Babylon He did like an upper uppercut And then it tried to get back up and he just went Bitch get down <laughs> <laughs> Smacked the shit out of it he like open handed it too
0: I, I really hope somebody makes a gif of that <laughs> So I can use it to As like a bitch slap <laughs> gif
1: Bitch slap that monster <laughs>
0: <laughs> But that's it guys That's all we got for this week Or I guess for this episode uh, Hope to hear from you guys Please email us At nerdcast at gmail.com And hit us up Hit us up on the DMs too On Instagram Facebook and TikTok at Marvelous Nerdcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.